Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. There's language in this story from the Federal Bureau of Prisons that makes you wonder what's been going on there. Officials with that agency announced Tuesday that this week, in an effort to control the spread of coronavirus, they're going to be doing something with every single inmate in the system and will continue to do so for two weeks. And that is, they'll be confined. Which kind of makes you wonder what they've been doing with the inmates previous to this time. (laughs) Isn't by nature being in a prison, being confined? (laughs) I would think so, yes. That's just me. We're on lockdown, boys. No, no, we can't be. We come and go as we please. <laughs> oh, that is kind of weird. Yeah. That is real weird. Cliff, do you remember Mike Rowe? The Dirty Jobs guy, of course. Yes. Yes. I love that show. That was a great show. It was a great show. He was a great host on there. And he's out now saying that there really is no such thing as a non-essential worker. Okay. And... I'm going to have to argue with that just a touch. Oh, oh, you think so? I don't believe reality TV stars are essential (laughs) in the least little bit. I've never seen one that was. Well, I guess if you're referring to, I don't know, The Bachelor, ain't nothing about that essential. Nothing. Absolutely. (laughs) We take you to the Sweatpants Lounge. Here's our news director, Cliff Ingram. (laughs) Okay, yes, I'm wearing sweatpants, but I did shower, okay? Did you, are you lounging? No, I'm working. Okay, all right, okay. Why would you think I would be lounging? I'm, I'm, you're in the sweatpants lounge. I just thought you'd be <laughs> lounging around out there. Well, I promise, just so everyone knows that I'm safe and sound, I will, I will post a picture later today of me working diligently. I love the one you posted yesterday on our <laughs> Facebook page. Well done. Um, the one, one with the uh, beer? Yes. <laughs> And the number of folks who were texting me saying, is he allowed to do that? And I'm like, he's at home. (laughs) Why not? Why can't he? Yes. (laughs) Were my job duties performed as they normally are? I couldn't tell any difference, Cliff. None whatsoever. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. Yes. Drink drink in moderation. Cliff, I've got to ask you this. Okay. Here it is, a Friday, and you're sitting at home. Yes. And a lot of folks are at home (laughs) right now. Yeah. Does that even mean anything to you anymore that it's an actually a Friday? <laughs> well, it's the first time I've actually done this, so it would be difficult for me to answer. I- I'm afraid, Cliff, you won't get the full-blown, yippee, it's Friday, I can get out of this whole <laughs> feeling. Because if, it, if that were the case, I'd just go to the living room and sit down after. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I may have done yesterday. <laughs> Weed government officials in the state of Texas thought they had an answer to the toilet paper shortage there, but it's going to take an executive order by the governor to make it work. With TP disappearing from shelves in that state just as fast as every other state in the union, Texas Agriculture Commissioner Sid Miller may have found a possible supply from somewhere south of the border. On the surface, it sounds pretty simple. Send a semi or 20 over the border, load up with Mexican toilet paper, and truck it back to the stores all over Texas. But, as you might expect, there's just one problem. There's a law in the state of Texas that says any of the labels on any toilet paper sold in that state has to be printed in English. Miller sent a 
formal letter to Texas Governor Greg Abbott asking for the law requiring the labeling to be as such, to be temporarily suspended until the emergency has passed. And that is not a euphemism. Miller reported in an interview this week that, uh, well, the English labeling is not needed because, and I quote, we Texans know how to use it. I was sitting here thinking that same thing, no matter what language it's in. Pretty well self-explanatory. Well, yes. No directions needed. Cliff? Yes? I've been drinking from the Kool-Aid bowl of stupidity here at Country 98.1. Someone left that out overnight? I mean, I, I just thought it was out after lunch. No, it's it's been out for days, and I've been slowly sipping on it, oh. evidently, because... Uh, what What happened? Well... Listen to this voice message we got just a few minutes ago, okay? Okay, All right. sure. Hey, guys. Thanks for keeping us somewhat entertained. I like how Cliff said he's safe letting you know that weed, you must be the expendable one. Y'all be safe. Never thought of that, Cliff, with this little project where you're at home and <laughs> you mentioned earlier that you were safe and snug at home. That makes you the expendable one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought I was being yeah. a patriot here. <laughs> but all along, you and yeah. impressive management have had this up your sleeve, haven't you? Uh, actually, uh, that never really crossed my mind until your caller there mentioned it. But I guess it's true now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and I like the part where he said you're keeping us... Somewhat entertained. Somewhat. <laughs> Cliff, this is really sad. What's that? I was looking over some uh, do-it-yourself projects. That were posted okay. on the internet, things that you can do, since most of us will be staying home over the weekend. And Yeah. I went through the list. There's ten items on this list of things that they're actually thinking that I can accomplish. <laughs> you? Yes. <laughs> well, you do have a, uh, you know, lab coat and safety glasses now, don't you? I do have that. But as I look at the list of ten, there's yeah. nothing on this list that I can accomplish this weekend except... Number 10. What's that? Oiling a squeaky hinge. I can do that. My bathroom door squeaks, the hinge does. So that's the one thing, Cliff, that I can actually accomplish this weekend while I'm home, is oiling (laughs) a hinge. You've actually done that before? You you have experience in that? I have. I'm a a hinge specialist, as a matter of fact. You are. (laughs) I am. I'm pretty good at it. You give me some three-in-one oil, I'm your man. And and there's going to be like a big oily puddle in the floor when you get done. Always. That's what makes me so good at it, Cliff. <laughs> well, that'll do it. Right that, there. Right there. Well, Cliff, I saw this posted yesterday, and yeah. I think there's a lot of truth to that. It says, I never thought the day would come when I would have more alcohol on my hands than I actually ever put in my mouth. And I think that's where <laughs> we're at right now. I, I would agree with that wow. statement. Wow. Yes. Marcy. And something else, Cliff, about being clean. I had to go grocery shopping yesterday. You you had to go into the grocery store? I was pretty well down to Flintstone vitamins. It's all I had (laughs) in my house. And so I had to go out. And it's a little bit, I don't know what the term is, it's a little bit concerning when you see the majority of people out and about yesterday, at least where I was at, had on face masks and gloves. Oh, they did, huh? You're not used to seeing that. <laughs> you see, uh, I'm, in, I'm in quarantine, so I don't see that. <laughs> Safely in quarantine. That's right. So we now know who the expendable one is. So That's true. Ahead. 
Well, I just saw that and I thought this is concerning a little bit. And so I would see folks like that and yeah. I literally would catch myself running away from them. <laughs> running to, away? Running away from them, thinking they were the ones that were sick and I'm trying to stay away well, from them. I mean, that's, that's the, the difficult part about people being out with a mask on is you don't know if they're wearing the mask to protect themselves or they're wearing the mask to protect others. <clears throat> and that's the dilemma you run into. My, my guess is... Given the situation with the toilet paper and other things that people, you know, have hoarded, they're just doing that to protect themselves. I think they are, too. I have no problem with that whatsoever. None. Zero. My problem is out in the parking lot when everyone seems to discard their gloves on the ground and I have to walk around them. (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. Throwing their gloves in the... They're just throwing them in the parking lot. Oh, my. Yeah, it's like an obstacle course getting back to your car because it's like, I don't want my foot to even come close to touching that. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Well, that's what it's like, you know, when I have to mow the backyard (laughs) and navigate the dog poop. (laughs) Well, you should be out shopping then because you'd be good at dodging all of the gloves laying around. It's pretty bad. And this story is not so much about an actual event of someone doing something dumb with a can of Lysol. It's more of a warning to keep that one or two of our listeners from doing that, and you know who you are. The New York Times published a story yesterday where an expert from the company that makes Lysol issued the following warnings. While Lysol spray is indeed a disinfectant, it's meant only for cleaning hard surfaces, so don't spray it on your dog. And don't spray it on yourself, as Lysol is not meant to be used for direct skin cleaning, and there is no area of the body where it's safe to be sprayed. Despite an ad the company ran in the 1950s touting its ability to clean a woman's delicate areas. Finally, as a disinfectant, Lysol is not meant for food. The company says there's no need, and they definitely don't want to see anyone waving a can of Lysol over a salad. That's some hard stuff to find right now, too. <laughs> well, this is true, yeah. Not you the salad. Well <laughs> the Lysol. Yes. There's... You can get all the salads you want. Yeah, you can get all that you want, but the Lysol's a little tough, isn't it? Well, you wouldn't yeah. know. You're secluded safely away at your house. That's right. Would you bring a can of that by when you come? Yeah, I'll throw it through your window for you That's if you fine. want me to. <laughs> throw it through the window. I'm to the point that Lysol is getting like a Klondike bar for me, Cliff. Yeah. The things that I will do. Just to get a can of Lysol is growing and embarrassing as time goes. Is there anyone brave enough to play? No prize, just punishment this morning? It's not hmm. looking good on this end, Cliff. I can tell so you that right now. There's no lights flashing at all? I've got... Oh, I do have one now. Well, let's, ah. go. Ah, let's go there. Let's okay. see who we have here. Here we go. All right. Hi, who's this? It's Eli Zoliak. Eli, where are you from? Uh, Hofstad, Indiana. Okay, you are aware of the consequences of your failure in this game, correct? Yeah, I'm aware. I'm ready to play. Have you played this game before, Eli? I haven't. You have not? Good. You're our perfect contestant then. (laughs) Sucker. Yeah. You've got to get three in a row, Eli, okay? All right. Have you heard of this song, Rock Me Amadeus? I have not. Oh, well, please get these right. Okay. I've got a series of multiple choices for you to make, okay? All right. You do that and you win. Here we go. Macaroni and cheese, an iPad, and pine cones. Um, macaroni and cheese. You're sure? Positive. That's correct. Very good. One down, two to go. <laughs> French fries, Tom Hanks, or Toronto, Canada? 
I got to go Tom Hanks. Oh, you've always got, yes, that's correct. Tom Hanks is always the winner. <laughs> and the third and final one, don't blow it on this one, Eli. Pumpkin seeds, Croc shoes, Candy Crush. No doubt Croc shoes all the way. There you go for the win, Eli. Congratulations. You win well no done. prize, but you get no punishment. Well done. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for playing, Eli. You be safe out there, okay? You too. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. Cliff? Yeah. That's the easiest multiple choice game you'll ever hear on a radio station in your entire life. Yeah. It kind of sounds like there was no way to get it wrong. That's right. That's how much I hate that song. <laughs> Um, I kind of threw that one off, didn't I, Cliff? Yeah, you cer- certainly did. <laughs> I did, just, yes. Just for that, I'm off to hunt songs that are even worse than what we've been working on. I know that you have a taste for punishment. and <laughs> I have a taste for punishment. Yes, and, and you didn't get any uh, this week. Is that not correct? Well, I didn't, I didn't subject any of the listeners to being punished. And I know you feel a little down about that. I know how you feel. I, yes. And so... I wanted to lift your spirits just a little bit. Oh, okay, cool. I don't know if you've looked at our text messaging service lately. I, ha- I have. Okay. Well, Matt Hawking, yeah. he texted in that his older brother, Todd, yeah. actually had the Falco album. Not just one song, <laughs> the entire thing. <laughs> because, you know, here's my they they put Rock Me Amadeus out as a single because they thought it was the best song on the album. Can you imagine what the worst song on the album sounds like? I can't imagine that, and I can't imagine why Todd Hawking from Mount Carmel would have that in his collection at all. Wait, wait, wait. So Todd Hawking from Mount Carmel has Rock Me Amadeus and the entire album. He's a huge fan, I think, of Falco. Really? The only person known in the tri-state. I can't even spell Falco. First one I've heard of. The first one I've heard of. So (laughs) hopefully, Cliff, his friends that know him will congratulate him on being a Falco lover. (laughs) Being a Falco fan. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Mm. Yeah. Don't forget that name. It's Todd Hawking. Falco fan. (laughs) Cliff, I think that I have scrubbed my hands so much. (laughs) <laughs> in the last three weeks. I'm down now to two fingers and a thumb. That's about all I've got but, left on my hand. It's not just like bitterly sore. You've scrubbed some of your digits away. I think, <laughs> I think I'm being too vigorous with my cleaning. Yeah, if you're, if you're re- removing fingers from your... You probably need to slack off on the pressure. <laughs> I think I am pressuring up too much. Oh, by the way, Cliff, while I've got you here... Yes. Um, is it's not there like I'm going anywhere? Well, I don't. Well, I can't see you, so it's like you know, you kind of oh. like are the, uh, I don't know, you're like the guy that just kind of drops in all of a sudden <laughs> on us here on this program, just kind of drop in. Okay. Is there any possible way? Yes. Since it went so well yesterday on our Facebook page. Yes. Could you post another picture of you there at the sweatpants lounge? <laughs> well, yes. As a matter of fact, I could. Happy to do that. Have you got an idea of what you're going to show us today, or you just want well, to be a surprise? <laughs> oh, I think everyone will be surprised when they, um, let's say about 9 o'clock, if they look on our on our Facebook page, We Didn't Go For The Morning, at about 9 o'clock, uh, people will be able to, uh, well, once again, see what's going on today at, uh, well, Sweatpants Lounge. Will you be drinking in this one, too? Uh, coffee. <laughs> oh, well, there's nothing wrong with that, then. What could go wrong with that? <laughs> we'll see. I'm a little bit nauseous right now from the 
What are you talking about? Your picture on our Facebook page. What's wrong with I my had, picture on the Facebook page? I had no idea this is what we were going to get. The full-length Cliff Ingram wearing a bathrobe. <laughs> and drinking something out of a tin cup. It's a it's a stainless steel double-walled coffee cup. And uh, it's coffee. And I thought I'd go with the bathrobe look today. <laughs> I wish I could wear a bathrobe at work. Well, there's nothing stopping you. You know, there isn't anything stopping me. When you consider all things that are going on, there's nothing stopping you. You know, Cliff, I've got a bathrobe at home. Now, it's a little bit short, so I've got to be careful with it. Well, yeah, because you you wouldn't want to commit an indecent crime. (laughs) Yes. Well, me wearing it may be an indecent crime because it's got little red hearts all over it. I mean, it's... It's, is it like silky? It's not silky. Oh, it's okay. fluffy. Maybe oh, Monday. Okay. Yeah. I'll take a picture of myself sitting here at the control room in my yeah. uh, heart-shaped bathrobe. But I encourage you, our wonderful eleven listeners, if you're on Facebook, check out Cliff. <laughs> it's not the sweatpants lounge right now. Well, I'm wearing sweatpants. Okay. Under the under the bathrobe. And it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. I think you're going to like this one, Cliff. Okay. As you probably well know, Superman started out as a radio show. Yes. And kryptonite was invented by the people behind the Superman radio show. Back in 1943, they came up with this. And they did it for one reason. Why would they do that? So Superman could just groan in pain for a few episodes because the voice actor who actually played Superman finally got to have a vacation. (laughs) They just had somebody else come in and moan and groan. (laughs) Because they did all that live back then. There was no real recording. That's right. They did. So the only reason that Superman's weakness is kryptonite is so that the voice actor could go on vacation that's the only reason that we have it <laughs> and all of that you can take to the bank what um what would you suppose your kryptonite is what is it that makes you weak and unable to talk kelly pickler i was gonna say for you boobies well, it's <laughs> kelly pickler it's the whole thing about kelly pickler oh, personality okay. and everything all right cliff i'm seriously thinking about bringing that robe in on Monday and taking a picture right here in our control room, since nobody's going to be here. You want to, you want to, I mean, yeah, no one's really hardly ever there now. I mean, yeah. there are pe- other people working from home and until at least nine o'clock, no one shows up anyway, not even the boss. You Fine. might as well pull off the robe look. Well, I'm not going to pull off the robe. The robe <laughs> will be on. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. We're Sorry not, for that mistake. We're not pulling anything off. Well, Cliff, anything said today? Uh, phrases of the day, ironically, starts with number three. I thought I'd go with the bathrobe look today. Number two, Todd Hawking, Falco fan. Ooh. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, Weed, you must be the expendable one. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that until we got that phone call. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.